starts the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek, Pet Lovers. Did you know that July is Lost Pet Prevention Month? And as loyal listeners to the show probably know, keeping our pets safe and reunited quickly when lost is a passion of mine. And it's the focus of today's show. So my first guest is someone that I'm sure you're all familiar with. He's been on the show a number of times. It's Tom Arnold. He is the founder of Pet Hub. And I got a couple things I need to disclose here. So not only do I work for Pet Hub, Pet Hub also started Lost Pet Prevention Month five years ago. Pet Hub is the sponsor of Pet Lover Geek and... Tom is my husband, although I'm sure a lot of you probably know that. Uh, we talk about the same animals every time that we're on the show. But if you haven't figured that out, there you go. Uh, so welcome to Pet Lover Geek, Tom. Thanks for coming okay. on. <laughs> well, thank you, Lorian. <laughs> um, no, I really do appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. Of course. So uh, I'd love it if you could tell the listeners of the show why Pet Hub started Lost Pet Prevention Month five years ago. There's a ton of different, you know, this month and that month, and a lot of them are celebrations and things like that. But this one's a really important one, and I know it's near and dear to your heart. So can you tell us why, why, why Pet Hub started it? Yeah, let me, let me start by reminding everybody about some of the statistics around pets going missing. Um, the National Council of Pet Population Study and Policy and also the National Humane Society, they say that a family pet is lost every two seconds in North America. And these these organizations are reporting that 10 million pets are lost each year and one out of three pets lost during its lifetime. So that means only one in 10 pets is found is what it comes down to. So daunting. And, and a lot of this happens in July. Um, this is because of loud noises, the 4th of July, things like that. And also summer travel is up. A lot of people are out and about. And so July was the perfect month for us to highlight this issue. Uh, July 5th, historically, is the busiest day for shelters due to all of these displaced pets with the fireworks and the large celebrations. So that's that's basically where this came about. Awesome. Yeah, and I know that, um, you know, there's a lot out there about, you know, microchips and things like that. But I know that Pet, here at Pet Hub, we go for a more holistic approach to lost pet prevention. And I'd love it if you can kind of chat a little bit about that, uh, about, you know, the core ways that people must prepare so that, that if their pets do go missing, um, they won't stay missing very long. So, uh, and the core of that is going to be identification. I mentioned microchips, but what are the best practices that are out there? Well, um, so in my case, when my cat went missing, which is kind of what was the, the starting point for Pet Hub, me thinking about it, was I had the realization I didn't even have a current photo of my pet. So that's one key thing that you have to have is have a current photo of your pet. Um, the other thing, anything that's that's visible uh, to help somebody, one, realize it's not feral, it's not a, it's not, um, a, a wild uh, cat, it's actually... A house pet so if you can have a tag on them with a collar the tag is the easiest way where you can actually go somebody can go up and see the contact information about it um, and get the animal home quickly um, of course digital ID tags 
which is what we do, is a great way to go because then you don't just have that one phone number on the tag. You have unlimited phone numbers on the tag. Um, microchips, as you mentioned, critical because tags, collars can fall off. Um, it does require that extra step of taking them to a vet or shelter to be scanned for that microchip and also making sure that the owner is updating their information. So that's another thing. You know how you change your batteries? Uh, you're supposed to change your batteries in your smoke detector mm-hmm. uh, in January. Um, this this is yet another reminder uh, in July Go check your microchip data because I can't tell you how many times that people forget to update that. Actually, I can. They say that it's roughly 50% or more of that data is out of date because people either never activated it mm-hmm. or they forget to update it. Um, another thing to do is uh, GPS collars. They're really cool. They're great. Um, they're a little more pricey than a specific tag, and you got to make sure you're charging the batteries, uh, I think they last five or so days. So, um, you know, lots of things to, uh, lots of options, lots of choices. Yeah, and I mean, some, for some folks, the GPS collar is out of their price range. For some folks, it, it's a more comfortable thing. And But more than anything, just get that uh external ID out there. And obviously we here at PETA believe it should be a digital ID. So it can be very powerful. And just kind of reminder, I'll, I'll kind of tag along there. It's also a good time of, of year to go and check and make sure that the ID tag that's on your pet is securely fastened, that the split ring is in good shape, that the information is readable on the ID tag. And if it's not a digital ID tag that you can keep current um, through an online profile, the information that you've got on the tag, make sure that it's current and up to date as well. That's just my little two cents. Um, <laughs> now, Pet Hub uh, has been focusing a lot, uh, obviously, in the past on identification and everything around that with lost pet prevention. But this year, we decided to focus Lost Pet Prevention Month on treating anxiety. I'd love mm-hmm. if you can give some kind of personal insight as to why we decided to make the focus uh, treating anxiety this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, twofold, really. Um, uh, so many pets that we get home ran away in the first place because of this fear and anxiety and anxiety anxiety <laughs> so specifically loud noises so um you know whether it's uh firecrackers things like that bottle rockets uh even uh I, there was a dirt bike outside the other day revving its engine and backfiring and it caught caught one of my pet's attentions uh separation anxiety um, is one of the reasons they escaped because they're getting out and trying to find their owner um or just spooked by something in general. That's actually how I lost one of my cats was uh, the door was open. Something startled her and she shot out the door. She did come home. I always forget to point that out to people. Um, and then once they're out there, too, they're too afraid to come out of hiding. Um, so personally, and you know this, of course, Lauren, because they're your dogs, too. We have two dogs with anxiety at home. Um, one is Penny. She's your Boston Terrier and she has severe separation anxiety. Mm. She's, she's depressed when you're not around and, um, and she's anxious, uh, when she can hear your voice and you're on the other side of a door and she wants to get to you. Um, Uller is our lab, uh, mixed with German Shepherd, Amstaff, Golden Retriever. <laughs> and he's, uh, you know, wonderful, per- perfect mutt, um, and he hates loud noises. Uh, for example, thunderstorms coming through. We live at the base of a uh, uh, local ski area. And when we have a big dump of snow in the winter and the avalanche bombs are going off, 
he's terrified of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and let's let's not forget football games. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because his mom yells at the football games. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I I know too from from again from and being here at Pet Hub so much. How many times we hear the story of you know from people that say I'll talk specifically about separation anxiety. Oh, my dog would never leave my side. She has to be near me all the time. But dogs like Penny, who are like that. When they do get lost, uh, it's it's even heightened, and it's more um, it's potentially more dangerous for them because they do have such anxiety when they're away from their primary person. And there's a lot of scary things that for me as a pet parent, um, and I've actually worked um, pretty hard on on treating these things to the best of my abilities. Because if Penny ever does get lost um, because of her severe se- separation anxiety, it's going to be even more difficult for her to get home to me because she's a terrified of everybody else. Um, so um, I was really glad when we decided as a team to make the uh, anxiety treatment a core part of what we do here because we do. We hear about it all the time from people. Oh, my pet got scared. She ran away. My dog was spooked. He, he, he just bolted and he's never done that before. And then too often these dogs and cats with high anxiety issues uh, are more difficult to get home. So preventing it in the first place is really key. Tom, I'd love it if you can tell folks uh, about uh, the resources that have been developed by Pet Hub for general lost pet prevention stuff. Can you tell people about what's out there? Sure. Um, if you're talking about, like, for example, we have our lostpetprevention.com domain, um, and that has all these great articles. So um, we've had a lot of guest writers that have come onto the site who are experts and uh, about about anxiety and things like that, uh, of which I am not, but um, I'm more of the tech side of things. Uh, but we have guides on everything from, you know, uh, identification tags, Houdini proofing your home, uh, how to be prepared by setting up a lost pet recovery kit and uh, what to do, uh, you know, steps to take immediately when your pet goes missing. Um, and then all kinds of brand new content that comes on each year around this specific topic. We even have great things about um, once your pet's gone missing, how to get out there and tag your car um, you know, intersection alerts and things like that. Um, another thing that people can do is they can follow Pet Hub on social media because all year long, not just this time of year, we're putting things out about different tools and resources about helping with recovering lost pets because that's that's our core focus. That is the core focus of what we do, and it is our passion. And I have to tell you that uh, uh, getting lost pets home is what gets me up every morning, and I know it does for you as well. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And real quick before we go, tell people where they can learn more about just Pet Hub. Uh, PetHub.com. It's a great place to start and learn more about us. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Tom. Make sure you stick around, pet lovers, because as promised, we have a lot of really great resources and tools about treating anxiety to prevent lost pets. First up, we have a training expert. She's going to outline some of the critical training things that you need to do with an anxious and reactive dog. That's really exciting stuff. And a little bit later, we're going to talk about the effectiveness of essential oils in calming pets. And finally, we've got a pet care expert that's going to come on and talk about a lot of different things that you can do, sort of a holistic overview of what you can do, everything from uh, natural things that you can do at home to 
pharmaceutical treatments that you can even look for through your veterinarian as well. All of these things focusing on treating anxiety before your pets gets lost. That's what's up next on Pet Lover Geek, sponsored by Pet Hub on Voice America's Variety Channel. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, fellow pet lovers. We just spoke to the founder of Pet Hub about why Lost Pet Prevention Month was started and some of the really important products to have for your pets in case they ever do go missing. But this year, Lost Pet Prevention Month, founded by Pet Hub, is focusing on pet anxiety. And did you know that pet anxiety is one of the number one things that leads to pets going missing in the first place? Well, our next guest, Robin Bennett, she's been with us a couple times, amazing uh, trainer. She's going to be talking with us about how training can help help your dog with anxiety and how you can help them learn how to handle some of the stresses in life better so that they can stay safe and sound at home with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Robin. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. So there's a variety of things that can cause our pets to be ner- nervous. And it all comes back to either fears, phobias, anxieties. And one of the best known probably is separation anxiety. So I'd love it if you could talk with some of the ways that you can use training to help your dog cope with separation anxiety so that it's not as likely that they will be able, they would be bolting uh, because of that anxiety. Yeah, that's, um, we seem to see more and more of this um, the past few years for whatever reason. And that separation anxiety really comes on a scale of, every, you know, dogs that are just mildly a little bit worried when they're alone to, you know, full-blown panic attacks. So some of, you know, I would start with just trying some training methods and trying some training tips, which I'll talk about. And then you might have to work up to to even stronger methods and possibly even getting veterinarian intervention or assistance mm-hmm. or medication if you have sort of the full-blown panic. But I would start with doing some training, which first of all, the biggest thing that your fearful or anxious dog lacks is generally confidence overall. So lots and lots of things that you can do to build their confidence that you can do in your house, in your backyard, when you're on walks. And the number one thing that I recommend is just getting your dog to have fun and getting your dog to do obstacles. So it sounds kind of silly, but even just putting a couple cans of soup or beans and putting the, you know, broom across it and getting your dog to jump over that <laughs> can boost their confidence. And obviously you're going to cheer them on like they've been doing, done the greatest thing in the world. And right. you take it and you turn it into a game. But that's a really fun and easy way for your dog to get some exercise and maybe even for you to get some exercise. But it also does help to boost their confidence. So that's the one of the very beginning things that I would recommend for people to start doing with the dogs that are a little bit nervous or a little bit anxious. What is it about the confidence that's leading to the anxiety when you, they're not with you? Generally speaking, the dogs that are anxious when they're not with you are also anxious when they're with you. Mm. And typically those kinds of dogs will follow. They are, they are, they come across as just a really super loving dog because they follow you everywhere. Mm -hmm. But that, when you're in the house and you have your dog following you everywhere, like they can't, you can't even go to the bathroom without your dog Mm -hmm. wanting to come in. That is, yes, your dog adores you. And we love that about our dogs, but that is a little bit of a sign of a dog that's maybe needs to learn how to be on his own. So when, if you have a dog that does that, I, I do some simple things with some of our puppies when we start seeing that in puppies. And this is hard because really who doesn't want their dog to love them and adore them and follow right, them everywhere. Right, right. But if you're starting, to, if you're starting to see that translating into, oh my gosh, now when I go out the door, he has a freak out. Um, you need to get your dog to be able to even lay across the room and chew on something. So I'll take a Kong toy usually with a rope on it Mm -hmm. and I'll tie the rope to something that the dog can't move, something stationary, and I'll put, you know, treats or something in that Kong. And what will happen typically is the dog will try to pick it up and bring it to you and then lay down next to you. Mm -hmm. But what I want them to learn is, look, you can lay over there on the other side of the room. I'm right here and you're still safe and comfortable. And you actually have to sometimes teach a dog that they can be at a distance from you. Doing extra, like teaching them to stay, and then you go out of sight and call them to you also is a way of helping them to realize, okay, my life's not going to end if she goes around the corner. (laughs) Right. So you do want to look at that and want to make sure that you're giving your dog the opportunity to be brave when you're home with them and be just a little bit in the other room. I do practice leaving my dog alone. And this is one of the reasons I do like crate training because you do help to teach your dog that they're comfortable and and safe. Mm -hmm. You're putting them in an environment, hopefully that's safe and teaching them just for a few minutes. You're just going to be there. I'll go out of the room and I'll come back and you're not going to do it for long periods of time. If you have a dog that's anxious initially, but you have to build up that time and, and let them succeed. So 
doing things where putting the music on so that they're listening to something soothing. And e- they even have tapes out now that are specifically designed, music that's specifically designed for dogs with anxiety. So you can put that music on and you can give them something to chew on or, or do this after they've been exercised so they're tired. You just want to set them up for success, leave them in a room or in a crate, go out the door and come back in. Right. I think the other reason that sometimes dogs get uh, anxious when during the whole coming and going routine for a, for a dog that has some kind of anxiety is that we as humans tend to build up the leaving and the coming back. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I come home to my husband, I'm just kind of like, hey, Greg, you know, of course, when <laughs> right. my dog's there, I'm like, Whoa, my boy, oh, I miss you so much. You yeah. Know? And if you do that over and over, it does make the highlight of the day like a big activity is when you leave and when you come home. So dogs can, that can add to their anxiety of like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest and most important part of the day. Oh my gosh, she's gone now. Right. So we tell people keep coming and going very low key. It's nothing big. You're just, it's another part of the day. And that, again, that's hard because that's hard because that, like to- that, yeah, that's <laughs> part of the fun of the thing, but I, it, it's totally true. And I'm thinking back now, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, the, my, the more chill I am when I leave, the less freak out my husband reports that they had when I was gone, right. which is good. Right Now, let's talk about another source of anxiety that leads to pets getting lost a lot, which is no noise phobia. And uh, particularly like right around July, uh, busiest time of the year is right after 4th of July, and the loud noises that come with the fireworks and everything like that, you know, as much as a 60% increase of animals coming into the shelter. So is there a way that we can... Uh, look at a training solution to help train pets so that they're ready to deal with that time of year with all the big booms that are scary and cause dogs to bolt? There is, absolutely. There's actually, you can do noise desensitization, which is there's actually tapes out that are specifically designed with firework sounds and loud noises and loud booms and shotgun sounds, all of those, you know, loud noises that dogs might be afraid of. There's actually companies that sell desensitization tapes. And you would, now here's the key, is you have to start this long before the 4th of July. And so you would actually play that quietly at first in an environment where the dog is happy. And usually I tell people, play it really soft and play a game with your dog, some game that you know your dog just absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. And then in the background, they're hearing that um, light, really soft you know, fireworks. And then as your dog gets used to the sound at a quiet volume, you start to turn it up and you start to play it in other rooms. And so you just build up that sound and dog, just like people, you can't have two competing emotions happening at one time. So if you put your dog in a really happy state and it's fun and games, they're going to keep playing. And, but if the noise gets too loud, you will see them stop playing. And so now you know, okay, that's the level we need to keep working right. a little bit quieter until they get more comfortable. But it does take time and to build that association of those loud sounds aren't as scary. And you do have to work on that. I do find that some people will take their dog to a dog daycare or a lodging facility. When I had my daycare, I can't tell you how many people would say, my dog's really afraid of thunderstorms, fireworks, whatever, we would find that none of that would happen. 90% of the time, those dogs would show no anxiety in the daycare because they're playing with their other dogs. Right. And so sometimes just getting, being able to get your dog um, in a situation where they're hearing the noises but having fun, you can change that association. But it, like I said, it does take time. So if, right. if it's kind of last minute and you're like, oh, crap, next week's, you know, going to be a loud celebration in our neighborhood for whatever reason. And I swear they use fireworks 
like seven or eight times a year anymore. It used to just be 4th of July. You're totally right. You're totally right. All the time it seems like they're yeah. going off. Yeah. So if you have that situation, I would be playing some music in your house to try to drown out the noise as much as right. possible. I would try to give your dog something to occupy themselves, like a, Distract a them. stuffed bone or a stuffed toy. Now, one quick question. We don't have a ton of time, but I, let's switch the gears a little bit. So I'm, it's not about training the pet, but it's more about if I'm a person who's found a pet that clearly is anxious and scared, which many of lost pets are, how should I be approaching that dog to try to help them get home? I would be approaching as slowly as possible. And as ideally, if you have treats, I tend to take tasty treats in my car all the time just for this mm-hmm. just for this situation um tossing treats to them as far away as possible and hopefully you can lure them to you with those treats but you really need to just crouch down be really slow if they're really really super scared you might even just have to sit down and wait them out mm-hmm. and encourage them to come to you don't make eye contact turn to the sideways and just try to have patience and see if they would be willing to come to you that's probably the best approach. I do know that there's a lot of anxious dogs that will jump right into a car, though. So the other thing I would yeah. try is opening your car door and getting away from the car and then going, come on, we're going for a ride. And don't try to touch the dog. Don't try yeah. to pick the they dog They don't want to go with you, but they want the car. <laughs> they understand exactly. the car. Exactly. So yeah. Sometimes they'll just jump into the back of the car. So you can try that as well. Fantastic. So uh, if, if um, I'm looking for resources to go and look at like, how can I help work with a, with a, a anxious dog or whatever? Where can people go to learn more? I would go um, do Google searches. There's a couple of places. APDT is one association that has a trainer search. Um, Pet Professional Guild also has a trainer search. But you really are looking for somebody that understands uh, behavior. So not mm-hmm. just a trainer, but a trainer or a trainer that has behavior training or a behaviorist who has um, maybe a veterinary degree behind them right. that actually could prescribe medicine as well. But you want somebody who's a little bit more skilled. There are people who are certified in separation anxiety specifically, mm-hmm. so you can look for that as well. But you really need somebody that is a little more um, advanced in terms of their training. Thank you so much. And where can people go to find you online? You can find me at thedoggurus.com, so www.thedoggurus.com. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us again, Robin. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. Stick around, pet lovers. Next up, we're going to be talking about how to use essential oils to help keep your pet calm in times of anxiety. It's really good stuff. And while you wait, make sure you go check out all the resources we have on our social media page on Facebook and also on Instagram. Pet Lover Greek brought to you by Pet Hub. We'll be right back on Voice America. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-484-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to MailJet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back, pet lovers. We're talking today about how treating anxiety and stress is a key component to preventing a pet from getting lost. It is Lost Pet Prevention Month, so we're all about preventing those pets from ever going missing in the first place. So we're going to talk now about essential oils. Now, essential oils have gained huge popularity in the last few years. In fact, a recent study showed that the use of essential oils in the United States has grown uh, from just about 4% of the population using it to almost 10% of the population using essential oils from one thing to another just in the last year. But have you considered how using these natural remedies could be helping our furry friends? Well, our next guest, Vicki Ray Thorne, is the owner and founder of EarthHeart, a really great company that focuses on using essential oils to combat stress and to help ease several other issues for pets, including anxiety. And she's going to talk to us today about how you can use these natural methods to help calm your pet's fear and anxiety. Thank you so much for joining us, Vicki. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so tell us how EarthHeart came to be. How did you get into the business of using essential oils for remedies for pets in the first place? Well, I attended a weekend intensive on essential oils in 1992, and I have to say it was love at first smell. (laughs) Uh, Four years earlier, I'd been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and the workshop inspired me to go home and start making massage oils and other products to help me with my constant pain and stress. And because I was pregnant at the time and had a five-year-old at home, mm-hmm. everything had to be safe for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I applied that same um, level of responsibility to formulating for dogs. Um, in, in 1999, a kennel owner asked me to help her calming her canine visitors. The dogs missed their families. They felt anxious, agitated, angry, depressed. 
And the formula now known as Canine Calm was developed to diffuse in her kennel. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased to say it works from day one. And she's still using it all those years later. Mm-hmm. So... That was that. That's awesome. Well, and we've and I I think you you probably know this. We definitely use Canine Calm for um, Penny, our little Boston Terror. Um, <laughs> we found that it really can help her, particularly when she's in one of those really stressed out situations. Uh, plus, it smells really nice too. We like to just spray it in the house. It smells so nice. good. Yeah. But um, so now. Um, I'd love if you can talk a little bit about the varieties of essential oils, because you, you just mentioned, you know, there's a couple of different things, and there's a couple that you have that are specifically for pet anxiety, canine calm line. They also have a travel calm line. And can you tell us a little bit about those, maybe how they're different, and then also how they work? Canine calm uses essential oils like lavender and bergamot and rose geranium, things that have been used to uh, relax people for a long time, and it can also help relax dogs. So during unsettling times like fireworks or thunderstorms, parties, grooming, boarding, veterinary visits, and even transitions such as adoption, um, the canine calm can really help relax the dog. Travel calm is formulated with the same calming essential oils and also uses ginger, which is a proven remedy for soothing stomach upset. So it can help dogs that might experience nausea or vomiting in stressful situations or while traveling. So we suggest using canine calm at the first sign of upset. The spray can be lightly misted on your fingertips and massaged into the ear flaps and the chest. You can spray your clothing and hang out with your dog. Um, You can spray the dog's bedding. And then the rollers or the wipes are also used on the ear flaps and the chest. And if you don't see the desired result, which is, of course, a calmer dog, in about 10 minutes, you can repeat as needed. And I want to emphasize here that all Earth Heart products are responsibly formulated to be safe for use as needed for dogs over 10 weeks old. Hmm. If you're going to use a diffuser, um, you can set it up to diffuse for 15 minutes to an hour. And you want to make sure that the room is ventilated really well and that you only diffuse for 15 minutes to an hour and then get some fresh air exchange in there. Mm -hmm. This whole concept of um, if a little is good, more is better is absolutely not true. (laughs) Less or when you're using aromatherapy and sometimes 15 minutes is plenty of time to get your dog to relax. Uh-huh. I love the way the canine calm smells actually, but, um, uh, and we, we just use a spray at home and we really, really like it. And, and putting on our bed is actually one of the main things that, that we do because her bed is a place where she goes for refuge, you know? And so if I say, go to your bed and then she goes in, she just, you know, I, I, I believe it really helps her because I, because of the smell and because of how familiar she gets of, ah, uh, this is a nice place that I, 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 I like the way it smells and it feels comforting to me. I definitely think that that has an added thing. I, I am a big believer in essential oils. I've used them for years for my own life. But, you know, you're going to get those naysayers that are like, oh, come on. How do these work? I mean, really, do they work? What's, are these things for real, right? So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what's the science that's behind why these things work so well? When the, the kennel owner asked me to, to formulate something to calm her, her canine visitors, um, I said, of course, I can do it. And I had my fingers crossed behind my back because I'd been primarily working with people. But my research showed that at the 1700s, the uh, veterinary uh, trials were going very well. And so in 
France and Germany primarily, veterinary trials were happening with horses and dogs who have very similar physiology to us as humans. And uh, the trials went so well that they started using, doing more trials on humans and found that this stuff really works. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that the, um, the limbic brain is a, has a, is a direct conduit um, from the olfactory bulb in the nose. And so that's the seat of memory, learning, um, and, and emotion. And so you end up with a, an emotional response to a smell before you have like, a cognitive response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so think about smelling a skunk. You don't need to see a skunk to know it's a skunk. And then with dogs who have 40 times more scent receptors than humans, it allows them to identify smells up to 100,000 times better than us. So their world is kind of created through the sense of smell. And with that kind of an olfactory memory, aromatherapy is ideal for use with them. Unfortunately, you know, there's been this overuse of essential oils, and I'm glad more people are, are... understanding and using aromatherapy, but boy, the, um, the overuse and, and the, the overabundance of misleading information about how to use them is very concerning to those of us who are certified or registered um, aromatherapists. I, I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about that, because you mentioned, you know, that whole idea of like, oh, a little bit is good, a lot is even better. Talk a little bit about using these things safely, because there can be some dangers involved. So talk about using them responsibly. Great. I love talking about that. Um, Well, pure essential oils are highly concentrated. It takes about 200 pounds of lavender flowers to make a pound of lavender essential oils. And so using them undiluted is not necessary. It's not safe. It's not necessary. And especially because 1% of an essential oil in a product is generally effective for dogs. Hmm. We want to be really careful about how often, how much. We don't want to sensitize the animal or create an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. We don't want to irritate the mucous membranes in the nose or the skin by applying things undiluted or anything that's over 1% or 2% has that possibility of causing irritation. Mm -hmm. So for me, diluting essential oils is where safety starts, and I can't emphasize that enough. Diluting also prevents over-harvesting of plants. Right. And so as far as being responsible, it's about conservation. Less is more. Because situations in dogs are unique, using a highly diluted product allows you to control how much and how often. And so it becomes safer, it becomes more affordable, lighter footprint on the planet, all that stuff. And... There's there's no, like, FDA involvement here, right? I mean, this is it, so much of the essential oil stuff that's out there is a lot of it seems like marketing. So w- when you're looking for something for your animal, how do you know what's not just a marketing ploy and what's really good stuff, like what you guys do at EarthHeart? Right. Um, that's a great question. There is no regulatory agency that grades essential oils. And so therapeutic grade, medical grade, pharmaceutical grade are just marketing. Mm-hmm. And so um, the FDA does have some clinical trials, you know, that, that I, uh, that's what we always look for at EarthHeart is for the clinical trials that stand behind the anecdotal research that's out there as well. 
So we practice less is more. We practice um, highly diluted formulations. And we try to keep our formulas as simple as possible because there is a synergistic effect in using um, two or six, up to two or six uh, essential oils. But if you get too many ingredients in there, you don't know what's working. You mm-hmm. don't know what's causing a reaction. Um, and more than six essential oils can actually weaken the effectiveness of the blend. Hmm. Okay, that's really good to know. We've been talking a lot about dogs because it started at the kennel, and, and I use it for my dog, but uh, other pets have anxiety too, cats uh, in particular. So is it safe to use it with other types of animals? We say never use essential oils with birds, fish, reptiles, or in small mammal and rodent habitats. And you want to be sure that cats have easy access to leave an area when a diffuser is being used. Mm-hmm. Cats wow. can react negatively to essential oils. And I've read from experts on both sides that they're, they're safe to use, they're not safe to use in a diffuser, but it's generally believed that a limited exposure to pure essential oils by diffusion is a better option than mm-hmm. synthetic fragrances. Okay. Synthetic fragrances are not aromatherapy, they're not therapeutic, they're manufactured in a lab for a specific scent or flavor right. and no therapeutic value. And cats, frankly, they're so sensitive to smells. I, I'd be really hesitant to use anything that had, quote, unquote, fragrance in the ingredients. Um, but I really, really appreciate your time today, Vicki. So much really great stuff. Tell, tell people where they can learn more about it and get Earth Heart products. Well, they can visit us at earthheartinc.com. Or they can contact me at Vicki at EarthHardings.com. Follow us on Facebook. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. I was, it was a pleasure to be here. Stay tuned, pet lovers. Our last guest's going to be talking about some of her favorite products that are on the market right now for treating stress and anxiety for your pets to make sure that they stay home where they're calm and safe. And in the meantime, make sure you check out that you have a comfortable space set up for your pet for those stressful and scary times. And then go take a look at Vicky's site and learn all about what they do over there at Earth Heart Inc. Pet Lover Geek brought to you by Pet Hub. We'll be right back on Voice America. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. 
Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust Mailjet for their emailing, and so should you. Go to Mailjet.com and use the promo code VOICEAMERICA to start emailing for free today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking about how to treat anxiety for pets to help prevent them from getting lost in the first place. It's what the focus of Lost Pet Prevention Month is this year. And we are really, really excited to have an incredible expert here to talk to us about some of the best products and practices out there to help with that. Her name is Kristen Levine. Now, you may know her from her frequent frequent appearances on the TV show Daytime or for her wonderful pet living blog uh, that's found at with the website KristenLevine.com, and she's all over social media. Kristen is also <laughs> the founder of Pet Anxiety Awareness Week, which happens every year at the end of the June. So she was just the perfect guest to come on and talk about this. Such a pleasure to have you <laughs> on the show again, Kristen. Thank you, Lori, and thank you. I love geeking out with you every time of this year. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's really it's really one of my favorite things actually to chat with you in general because I always learn something new. And as you know, I have two very anxious dogs. I swear it's not my fault. I just got these dogs. I mean, I'm not an anxious person myself, but for whatever reason, right. I'm a pet parent of two very anxious dogs that have completely different types of anxiety, but both of those types of anxiety could lead to them getting lost. So, love to talk Absolutely. to you today. About you've got a lot of different things to share with us. So where do you want to start? Yeah, I do. I do. Well, we'll just I just say don't feel uh, alone in and having an anxious dog because you know the statistics show that anywhere from fifty to eighty percent of pets, generally both dogs and cats, suffer from fear, stress, or anxiety at different at different levels and at different times and sure. you know given different triggers. So it's a really really common problem, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's kind of neat that Pet Anxiety Awareness Week at the end of June every year kind of leads into lost pet prevention month yep um there's two topics that go really well hand in hand and um so i think that uh you know talking about different anxiety solutions and and practices is going to really set people up for um, having happier pets healthier pets potentially longer living pets and of course keeping them safe at home and not um, avoiding them getting lost Absolutely. And, and I know that you also have an anxious pup at home. Um, and so, <laughs> and, and Chili actually reminds me a lot of Uller in terms of uh, the anxiety that you talk about that Chili has. Uh, what are your, you know, what is your go-to when, when you're looking at something, when you're first starting, like where do you start with, the re- with advice for people about what should you start if you realize sure. you have an anxious pup? I mean, you're not going to go right to like, let's give them some doggy quaaludes, right? You're going right, exactly. to start other really. things first, other solutions first. Yeah, really what I like to talk to people about is starting with 
enrichment. And you may be thinking, what, what, what does that have to do with anxiety? Well, it, it potentially has had a lot to do with anxiety. You know, our pets are domesticated. They live in our homes, dogs and cats. And, but they have physical, social, and exploratory needs that are not always met very well or even met at all in the home environment. And um, so things like, and, you know, we're used to hearing, oh, pets need daily exercise and, you know, pets need, uh, I mean, their basic necessities, food, water, shelter, and, you know, um, love, of course. But beyond that, they they have a lot of other needs, too, to stimulate them mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I encourage people to find ways to enrich their pet's environment, and that could be through, Anything from having like a fountain instead of a water bowl, because pets will drink more from a fountain. It's a more natural source of water for them. Um, Making sure that their pets have uh, toys that will engage them mentally, like puzzle beaters or Mm -hmm. those treat dispensers that your pet has to work work to make the treats come yeah, out. Yeah, and we've, we've reviewed a lot of those here on the show. So folks, go listen to Pet Lover Geek Shows for a lot of those type of things. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and those are super important because there's a term called contra freeloading. And, and what it means is um, pets would rather, and this has been studied by scientists at Purina, um, pets would rather eat from a treat toy where they have to mentally and physically maneuver the, the toy to get the treats out than they would a freestanding bowl of food. Hmm. They're, they're going to choose that. So that's great for mental and um, physical stimulation. But in the, in the reason that... I think enrichment is so important is because a pet whose mind and body is engaged frequently throughout the day mm-hmm. potentially potentially um, has less stress, mm-hmm. um, potentially less fear, less behavioral problems, and um, and also um, if, if our, when we're talking about our dogs, it's really important that our dogs are getting outside and getting exposed to people and, and my, different environments and different mm-hmm. smells. And so they be, kind of become desensitized to kind of the craziness of our world, the like garbage trucks and, and um, loud noises and things like that. So right. I think enrichment is really kind of like the baseline to making sure that our pets are getting, um, you know, a healthy environment. Um, and then it, and then once we, um, you know, add that to their lifestyle, if they're still experiencing fear, stress, or anxiety around certain triggers, um, that's when we can take a look at first, I go to natural type of solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I got to say too, before we move on to natural yeah. solutions, I, it makes perfect sense to me, because when I'm home alone late at night, you know, by myself, I, I listen to every little noise, every little thing, what's that, what's that, you know, mm-hmm. it just as humans, you can tend to be, get more anxious with that. So uh, having things to, to occupy one's mind keeps your mind off of things that might otherwise freak you out for some reason. But the other thing I think is key is the more you do with your dog outside and in and, 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 and the environment around, as you say, the crazy world that we all live in, mm-hmm. and they see you not mm-hmm. being bothered by it, and you just taking it in stride, they're looking to you for cues, like how should I react? to this oh mom's not upset by this i guess it's okay um exactly and so that's like really good cool. but let's say that you've got a dog like Uller, <laughs> who, <laughs> um, <laughs> who you know can't stand it when we watch football which clearly mom and dad don't have no problem with but like just hearing the cheering of the crowd and the screaming of mom freaks him out and all these things and so so what are some of those other you know natural ways that you can look to um treat anxiety Sure. Well, I'll tell you what we use here at the Levine household for our, for Chili and my two cats. And then I can also tell you some of the others that I think are really, um, that are popular because they really seem to work well for pets. Um, we, Chili is never too far from his Thunder shirt. 
um, which is basically a calming wrap. Um, There are several different types of calming shirts or wraps on the market. They can be used for both dogs and cats, although I... I've seen photos of cats in thunder shirts, and I've heard stories about it working for cats, but I think that that's going to be um, less frequent than dogs. Um, yeah, our, ca- our cats, cats were having none, none of that. Yeah, no, <laughs> right, I mean, that right, was, right, we right. did try that with one, and that was like a big fat no, but the dogs are both yeah, exactly. like them. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I've talked to many people who swear by their pet's thunder shirt or anxiety wrap, so that is, that's super helpful. Um, but also pheromones. So pheromones, which are you know naturally emitted by um, mother dogs and cats when they're nursing, um, it's, it's a natural calming um, agent for pets. And they found a way to synthetically reproduce those pheromones. And so they're available for both dogs and cats. And they're coming in a lot of really cool different delivery methods. So for instance, um, the first one I would think of is the the one that you plug into the wall, the diffuser. So it kind of looks like one of those air fresheners that you plug into the wall, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually got the pheromones inside, and they usually they they say that um, they'll last about thirty days in a room that's a square foot, five hundred to seven hundred square feet. Um, those work really well with cats, my cats in particular, but I've heard others talk about how well they work with their cats, and um, I've recently um, started using them for chili as well because what. I have learned after talking to a lot of veterinarians that specialize in behavior um, and my own personal experience in talking with others is that sometimes it takes a layered approach. It's not just any one thing that works for a pet. It might be a couple of different things that work. So maybe it's layering um, an anxiety wrap with the pheromones or with Mm -hmm. a calming chew. Right. And, and we found too that with, with, for, for like, I'll use Uller again as the example, Penny's mm-hmm. got her own type of anxiety that we have to deal with. But for Uller, like when we come upon, uh, up on football season, we start doing a lot of little things. So we start going around the house and, you know, singing fight songs and cheering and woo and everything and make it a big fun thing. And, and we also, um, you know, we also have the, the, the shirt on and we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the essential oils. I've talked with just uh, in the past segment um, with yeah. Vicki Ray Thorne over at Earthheart. We, we start spraying the, the canine calm around. So we're kind of prepping him before we even get to the first football game. N- not that it completely takes away his anxiety, but it did seem last season to kind of make it calm down just a little bit. Absolutely. And that's really smart. And, and, and it's, sometimes it's harder to do with storms if they sneak up on us mm-hmm. or fireworks you're not really sure when they're going to start but if you can start kind of a runway or a ramp up to what you know you know is going to trigger your pet's concerns or fears um, that's a really smart way to approach it and also to be rewarding them during that activity like while you're watching the football game obviously you're you know you're rewarding them so that they're um, hopefully associating it with a fun time oh yeah there's food aplenty at the game for both dogs and us. So, so let's talk then about, okay, let's say I've, I've, I've gone the route of enrichment. I maybe have brought in a trainer. Uh, I've, I've looked at a lot of the, the products that are out there, um, even maybe some of the elect, uh, electronic products mm-hmm. like the, the sound things. And so that is nothing's working. Right. And you're at the point, are there pharmaceutical things. And so I, I know that you're not a veterinarian, but I know that you also have, have worked with some pharmaceutical um, things for chewy, a chili. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we recently, um, well, chili had previously been uh, prescribed uh, trazodone, 
which is essentially, you know, it's a tranquilizer. And when we have a very severe thunderstorm or when the 4th of July rolls around, um, that is what we have been using. It, it works, but it works to the point where it basically knocks him out and he's sound asleep mm-hmm. for three to four hours. Mm-hmm. So I recently asked my vet to prescribe um, Cilio because I've been reading a lot about it. Um, because I didn't like that he was knocked out. I wanted to find something that's between the natural uh, solution mm-hmm. and something, and between the night night <laughs> solution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and and so, you are something that you do have to get from your veterinarian, and it is, um, it is, uh, so it's a prescription uh, medication, and it's only for noise aversion um, mm-hmm. at this point. So um, we got it two weeks ago. I tried it on a, a thunder uh, during a thunderstorm, and it worked really, really well. Um, I could see visually that he was calmer. He was not shaking. Um, He still went to his crate. So he still sought out the comfort of his crate. That's self-care. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, And it lasts for about uh, two to three hours, and you can redose it several times. Um, But I would would suggest that you talk to a veterinarian about Cilio if the natural solutions aren't um, effective uh, for your pet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's all we have time for today. Make sure, can you tell people where they can find you online again? Absolutely. Just go to the Pet Living blog at kristenlevine.com or just Google Pet Living and you'll find it. All right. Thank you so much, Kristen. Really appreciate it all. My pleasure. I want to thank all my other guests, Tom Arnold, founder and CEO of Pet Hub, and he's the leader of the team that started Lost Pet Prevention Month five years ago, so we definitely thank him for that. Robin Bennett from Dog Groovers, talking to us about the importance of training to keep your dog safe and calm. And Vicki Ray Thorne from Earthheart, talking to us about essential oils. Now, I hope the last hour has given you lots of resources and tools to help you with your anxious pets and lots of tips to help prevent them from ever getting lost. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, my fellow geeks, love to you and all of your fur kids, please keep them safe. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lorian Clemens, for another edition on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend.